0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure to appreciate y'all as for joining me, as always. I appreciate those of y'all that continue to come back. Uh, Those of y'all that encourage me, either in comments online or in person, thank you very much. Very grateful for that. If y'all are new here, as some of y'all must be, uh, thank y'all for joining us. Hope you, hope you get something out of it. Hope it adds to your toolbox, as we used to say in the Marine Corps. And hopefully it helps our country, even if just a little bit. Homestead. Let's see. Not a lot. Little things, right? Like locking birds up at night. Came back from driving down the road after dark. And I hadn't shut the cages yet. And I walk out and there's flapping and all sorts of commotion. And I thought, well, something's gotten in there. Raccoon. Possum, dog, something. And something had gotten in there. It was our one-year-old puppy. And the dog had was not killing any of them, but it had run into the guinea coop and chased them all out. And so the only one that was in there is the old rooster that roosts or nests or whatever you want to call it with the guineas. And so they're all helter skelter from one tree to the next. And that's the way they stayed. I was pretty sure we were going to be missing a few of them in the morning because we have some owls around here, a pair of them, but they were all there. But that dog, tell you what, if you want to increase your patience, get a puppy. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your love and your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness through the merit of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for your time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it, be with them and their families, guide them and bless them. Surround us with your angels. Help us to care for the least of these. Lord, help us to care for the widow and the orphan, the poor and the needy. To do justly. To love, mercy, to walk humbly before you, Father. Watch over those who are scared and alone. Send them comfort, please. Please particularly the children across our land that feel like they've been abandoned or that have been abandoned, that are preyed upon by evil men and women. Put your angels around them, Lord. Guide us in all that we do, Father. Help our nation to turn back to you. Help us to turn to you in truth, with actions and not just words i got my words here, Father, please. In your son's name we pray, amen. <clears throat> so, we got a couple pretty good quotes today. I uh, feel like I often do on this podcast, not from anything I do, folks, just because our history and our heritage is so rich and so deep. And the people that have come before us, they, they had such a strong faith. Uh, and a lot of them got that strong faith because of the hard times that they were in. Um, and so, you know, as we get farther and farther into these hard times, there's at least a little bit of encouragement there. That these, these other men, they've been in the same situation. You know, maybe not exactly the same, but they've been in dark times, desperate times. You look at our history and we're just chock full of them. I do have one thing that has been really, really heavy on my heart. And that is, how have to lead this. You know, one of the reasons that the world is in chaos right now is because we're in chaos here in america and that's that's not a meant to be an arrogant statement for those of y'all that listen overseas that's not to be meant to be a uh, a prideful statement it's just simply a statement of fact america has given peace and stability to the world for decades because we are founded on the principles of Jesus Christ. But the farther we stray away from those principles, the more chaotic we become at home and the less able we are to help those. A lot of people will tell you, we talk about this on the podcast every so often, a lot of people will tell you, you know, be grateful for what you have. We're so ungrateful today, and it's true. Uh, We have more conveniences. So many of us, so, so many of us live in a manner which they couldn't even imagine, couldn't even fathom 150 years ago. We have so many things. I mean, just just the fact that, that you have running water each day that's clean that's warm, that you have a water heater, that you have electricity. I mean, just just those two facts alone right there. It's just astounding. And our lack of gratitude toward God is astounding. I mean, that's one of the problems, you know. Lincoln, again, the vanity of our own hearts. We think that we did all this. We don't need God. We got it. We're gonna go ahead and laugh at God, and God's not real. God's a fairy tale, some fairy sky king, you know, we don't need him. because yeah, we're doing such a bang-up job today. But the flip side of that grateful coin that we don't talk about often enough, folks, is that we have a responsibility to be good stewards with the talents that God gave us. So if we have more ability, we have a duty to exercise that ability. If you're strong, you have a duty to use that wisely. If you're intelligent, same thing, to use that in a manner that glorifies God, that cares for the least of these, that leads others to eternal salvation, that gives comfort and peace and protection to those that have less if you have a lot of money same thing you have a lot of skill in a particular area same thing you came from a whole family with a mom and dad that loved you same thing you have a responsibility a duty and if you don't folks there's going to be there's going to be prices that come you look at the the parable that jesus christ told about the talents you know he gave five to one, two and one, or ten, five and one, whatever it was. I think there's a couple different versions. And, you know, the two that, that used the money wisely, used the talents wisely, well done, good and faithful servant. But the one that went and buried it, didn't do anything with it, didn't use it. It wasn't pretty. And and, and the, the add-on there there the, the paid up addition, right? For those of y'all that are in the insurance industry, I think I use that right. Anyway, the little add on there is when we don't use our talents, not only are there consequences for ourselves, but there's consequences for those around us, right? Like really dire consequences. And that's that's the point of my comment at the very beginning, is when we're chaotic at home, that makes the rest of the world chaotic. Because we've been given so much. And when we're not wise with it, man, that hurts everybody. And so the thing that's been really heavy on my heart that falls into this is marriages. Why are we chaotic here today? Why are our families in disarray? because our marriages are so chaotic. And I would be willing to bet folks that that almost all of us without exception do not have our spouse each day as our second priority behind only God, very few. Because if we did, we wouldn't see, you know, if there was a big chunk of society that had their spouse truly as their second priority each day in their marriage, our, our society would look wholly different. You know, and and then, and what, what are you putting in front of it? What do we put in front of our spouse in front of God too, our phones, sports, TV, reading for entertainment, All these things that we fill our free time up with and so I'm gonna move on to these quotes but just I'll probably come back and talk about it folks but really if you're married today especially if you have kids but really even if you don't because you're still an example to others of what marriages look like think about that are you are you projecting a marriage, are you showing others a marriage that you would want for them? Are you showing them an example of the love between Christ and the church? If you're a Christian, and if you're not a Christian, still, are you showing others a functional marriage? Truly functional, not just, not just not dysfunctional. We're not playing not to lose here, folks. We're playing to win. Are you showing, exemplifying, illustrating the best of marriage to those who are watching? And don't don't use the excuse, well, I'm only human. Ah, you know, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, etc. Okay, yeah, you're right, you are human. Are you still doing the best that you can to make a wonderful marriage that's a... That's a great example for your kids or your grandkids or your friends, neighbors, your enemies even. And if you're not, then then ask yourself why. Ronald Reagan, 1974, part of his shining city upon the hill speech. We cannot escape our destiny, nor should we try. To do so. The leadership of the free world was thrust upon us two centuries ago in that little hall of Philadelphia. In the days following World War II, when the economic strength and power of America was all that stood between the world and the return to the Dark Ages, Pope Pius XII said, The American people. Have a great genius for splendid and unselfish actions. Into the hands of America, God has placed the destinies of an afflicted mankind. We are indeed, and we are today, the last best hope of man on earth. If that last sentence isn't a direct quote of Lincoln, it almost is. The last best hope of man on earth. And this is what I'm talking about, folks. This is what the whole first 10 minutes is about. When we are chaotic at home, we can't be the last best hope of man. And and we're right on the precipice, as Reagan says here, of a return to the dark ages. If we fall, folks, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be devastating for America. It's going to be devastating for the rest of the world. It's going to be a return to the dark ages. Can God do miracles? Absolutely. Can He have another plan? Absolutely. He's got. I would say ninety-nine point nine with a bar over it percent of the time. I have no idea what His plan is. But historically, logically, using the brain that God gave me. If America falters, where are you going to turn? China, Russia, Iran, Britain, some country in South America, Africa, Europe, one place, where are you going to turn to leadership? Nowhere. If we fall, just like Reagan said here, talking about World War II and we were all that stood between the world and a return to the dark ages. We're right there. And if we don't get our stuff all in one bag and get ourselves squared away in our individual lives, in our marriages, in our churches, our communities, our schools, when there's an accounting, someday we're going to be the generation that has to say we did that. We allowed it. We said, okay. Okay. And if that doesn't bother you, well, A, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast if that doesn't bother you. But B, you really need to take a good hard look in the mirror. Interesting thing here. Again, uh, Pope Pius XII, right? God has placed the destinies of an afflicted mankind because of our our great genius for splendid and unselfish actions, right? We're not great because of ourselves, folks. We're great because God gave us all these things, and and we look to Him. We're a nation founded on those principles. And the farther we go away from those principles, you, you, you cannot have a functional America without God at the center of it. I mean, look at our school system. It's a great microcosm, micro example. It's not really micro, but it's, it's smaller than the nation as a whole. Look at what has happened to public education since we took God out of it. An absolute disaster. And if you don't think that's true, find a teacher, an administrator and counselor that you trust, that you think of as a decent person, go to your church and pull one of them aside after Sunday service and just sit and talk to them. Ask them what's going on in the classroom today, in the hallways, of even the schools that are supposedly good. Sit there if they'll have a real conversation with you, a real heart-to-heart, most of the country would be shocked at what they hear. We can't escape our destiny, folks, nor should we try and do so. And we absolutely are the last, best hope of man on earth because God made us that way. One more quote if I can find it real quick. Of course, I won't be able to. There we go. William Prescott is a commander of colonial militia at the Battle of Bunker Hill. He was instrumental in battles at Long Island, Saratoga. In 1774, when the British had blockaded the Boston Harbor, he wrote to the citizens there, We heartily sympathize with you and are always ready to do all in our power for your support, comfort, and relief, knowing that providence has placed you where you must stand the first shock. We consider that we are all embarked in the same boat and must sink or swim together. Let us all be of one heart and stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And may he of his infinite mercy grant us deliverance of all our troubles. Folks, if you think that something's going on in another state today, another city, another town that's never going to reach you, you're dreaming. You're living in a fantasy world. We're all in the same boat. We're going to sink or swim together. And it may be too late. God may have, as he did with the Israelites and other nations before us, he may say, no, you went too far down this path all the more reason to turn to him on an individual basis and to try and get others to. He may may move us somewhere. He may take us away from the homes, the land, the places that we know. As long as we stick to him, we'll be okay. Just like the exiles when they left Israel. But when we go away from him, It's never going to work. It's not working now. And if we have any hope, whether we get in a civil war or not, any hope of turning this around, it's got to be because, as Mr. Prescott said here, right? Let us all be of one heart and stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And may he, of his infinite mercy, grant us deliverance of all our troubles. God bless you all.